Chapter 14 of Priest on Horseback Father Farmer, 1720-1786 by Eva K. Betts This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese Chapter 14 Come and bring your wisdom A messenger knocked on the door of the priest's house. Father Farmer, not yet retired, hurried to answer it before it roused his old pastor. Mr. Harding? asked the man who stood outside. He is sleeping. I am Father Farmer. Is there something I could do for you? Well, I don't know. The messenger was hesitant. Mr. Bridge sent me to ask Mr. Harding if he would be kind enough to come to the Bridge house and bring some wisdom with him. There was a pause. He really didn't say that about being kind enough. I put that in myself, the man added. He did say the part about bringing wisdom. I told him I didn't understand just what he meant, and he said I didn't need to. Mr. Harding would, and that's all that would be necessary. Father Farmer smiled. Mr. Harding is sleeping. He is not very well. Perhaps I could go with you. The night was soft and fragrant. Father Farmer enjoyed walking through the dark streets beside his lantern-carrying escort. Mr. Bridge gave you no hint as to why he wanted Mr. Harding to come and bring his wisdom? asked the priest smiling to himself at the odd phrase. No, sir. The young man came back from the tannery, and instead of paying him at the door, Mr. Bridge invited him into the parlor where Mrs. Bridge was. Greta was there, too. Then Mr. Bridge called me, and from the door I could peek into the room. And what did you see when you peeked in? Mrs. Bridge and the young man who came back from the tannery, and Greta. They were all as stiff and unmoving as the chairs they sat in, and no one was saying a word. Father Farmer could, as a result of his conversation with Patrick Colvin, identify the young man who came back from the tannery as Sebastian Haas. He supposed that the Bridges had kindly arranged for him to see Greta, and that they were acting as chaperones during the call. But why Father Harding had been summoned, or what his wisdom was to contribute, Father Farmer could not imagine. He hoped, however, that his own wisdom would be equal to the occasion, whatever it might be. When they reached the house, Father Farmer introduced himself to Mr. Bridge, and was in turn introduced to Mrs. Bridge and Greta. Sebastian welcomed him warmly. For a moment there was no further talk. No one seemed quite to know how to begin. Finally the priest, feeling that silence would produce nothing but more silence, opened the conversation. I understand that you felt Father Harding could assist you in some way, with advice or counsel, perhaps. He is old, as you know, and not well. Since he was asleep when the messenger arrived, I came in his place, hoping that I might be of aid. Greta has talked with Mr. Harding a few times, and received very helpful suggestions from him, said Mrs. Bridge. We thought that, perhaps— We find ourselves in the peculiar situation, Mr. Farmer, broke in her husband. We all want to do what is right, but we don't know what that is. Another silence settled in the room, broken this time with Sebastian— you remember when I met you in March, Father Farmer. I was very unhappy. I had gone to Philadelphia to meet my bride, but the captain insisted she had paid only half her fare, and I had no money to make up what he claimed was due him. So Mr. Bridge paid it, said Greta, speaking for the first time, and I was indentured to him for five years. But you should not have been, Greta, Sebastian burst out. But I am, Sebastian. Greta was firm. Father Farmer, completely at sea, looked bewildered. Then he turned to Mr. Bridge, 
to see if enlightenment might come from there. It was this way, Mr. Farmer. Mr. Bridge looked at the others in the room, demanding silence. The captain of the ship on which Greta came is a rascal. For a long time he had been taking passage money from immigrants before they sailed, and demanding more when they got here. When they were unable to pay more, as most of them were, he bound them out as indentures, thus making a second profit on the passenger. A grunt of annoyance and disgust escaped the priest's lips. The man got rich, and as he grew wealthy, he grew more greedy. He decided to work the same scheme in goods, collecting from both shipper and receiver. But now things were different. In what way? He was not dealing with frightened, homesick people, most of them young, who were strangers in a new, unknown land. He was dealing with businessmen, most of whom were as well aware of the value of money as he was. I had heard rumors through Mr. Harding some time ago, and wondered, if they proved true, how we would be affected. And? They were proved true, but the man escaped before he could be jailed, and took his evil money with him. But he has left behind him a score of difficult problems to be solved. Greta had paid her fare, so the captain had no right to demand more. She should not have been indentured. Sebastian was even more heated than he had before. He did demand it, and Mr. Bridge paid it. To go away now would be like stealing from him. Greta was almost in tears. Don't you want to marry me? I've been fixing such a nice garden for you. Don't you even want to see the garden? Of course I do. Greta was really crying now. What is your opinion, Mr. Bridge? asked Father Farmer. I called the young people here and told them of the situation. They would not have known of it otherwise, was the answer. I have planted herbs and salads, said Sebastian, and in the corner I even have flowers for you. Mary's gold, Our Lady's slipper, a little garden that prays. Greta is learning to be a good housewife, put in Mrs. Bridge. Father Farmer felt as if his head was spinning. It was a problem, he felt, in which any decision would be wrong, because everyone had some right on his side. He did wish that Father Farming had not gone to bed quite so early. Suddenly he realized that Mrs. Bridge was speaking to him. So what would be your idea of a just and right decision? Father Farmer considered the matter. What do you feel should be done? He countered. I think that Greta must make the decision, Mr. Bridge said. We are fond of Greta, and she is learning very quickly, said Mrs. Bridge when the priest turned to her. But she must decide whether to go or stay. Sebastian? She must marry me and come home at once. The house is ready, my brothers are waiting, and I want her to come. Sebastian left no doubt about his feelings. Last of all, Father Farmer turned to the person most closely concerned. Greta, how do you solve the problem? Poor Greta twisted her kerchief in her hands, squirmed in her chair, and looked from one to the other with tear-filled eyes. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what is right. Suddenly she straightened and spoke more firmly. Yes, I do. I should stay here. Mr. Bridge did not know the captain was lying. He paid the money in good faith. And Mrs. Bridge has no one to help in the house since someone ran away. I'll stay and serve out my indenture. Five years! Sebastian could hardly believe that Greta was really deliberately putting off their wedding. Yes, Greta's eyes flashed. And don't you dare say I don't want to marry you, because I do. But right is right. Mr. Bridge's eyes twinkled. May I make a suggestion? he asked, 
perhaps we could save a year if my wife can find another girl by then but the money you paid perhaps sebastian will take on that debt how would it be if he agrees that all skins he takes for the next two years belong to you mr bridge asked father farmer mr bridge was about to protest but reconsidered greta had set her young man a fine example in accepting her obligation he should be encouraged to do as well sebastian agreed well that seems to close the matter said father farmer he rose to go he had not realized how tired he was until now you seem very weary mr farmer said mrs bridge i am rather agreed the priest i have just finished writing a circuit of the new jersey colony it was a long but satisfactory trip he walked toward the door but just before leaving the room he stopped he drew a little book from his pocket and rifled the pages let me see he murmured i will ride the circuit next spring again i shall be back about this same time so i'll list an appointment on my return he glanced at sebastian and greta do you want to select the date for your wedding now laughing he went out of the house and back to his bare little room he must be rested for tomorrow there would be much to be done he was sure end of chapter fourteen recording by maria therese